In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the owners group. senses and challenge your beliefs a world where science and religion clash or do they you will meet real people and hear real stories but you will not believe you will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds but you will not believe this is the new england ghost project welcome to the nightmare good evening everyone and welcome to another edition of ghost chronicles live on Net. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England Zone, Van Helsink. Are you in a sing-song mood? I am. <laughs> With me, my co-host, psychic investigator for the New England Ghost Project, the queen of pain, Miss Maureen Wood. Hey, how you doing? Good. Did you recover from Saturday? Um, I was fine. Really? Uh, Yeah. Oh, it was a late night. It was a late night. Actually, it wasn't that late at night compared to some of the ones we did. Correct. Hmm. It was pretty good. Yeah, and for those who don't know, we did a ghost hunt uh, at uh, through Circles of the Wisdom. Mm-hmm. Circles of the Wisdom. Circles of Wisdom. Oh, God. You're and having I mean, a rough night, aren't you? I had a rough night that night, if you remember. I said that that St. Chabru was a lesbian. <laughs> I know, I, I know, meant that to was say funny. Lebanese. You said lesbian, lesbian. Oh, it was my like, oh my God. God. But, I can't you know, believe I did that. That was kind of comical. Yeah, way too comical. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyways, it went very well. We had uh, a full house, plus there was a waiting list, so that was encouraging, especially in this economy. And it uh, looks like I, all the feedback I'm getting is everyone had a great time. Yes, you know, I, I've been hearing the same thing, so that's that's really good. I'm glad people enjoy themselves. And, and the thing we're talking about is we had it in Salem at the Inn on Washington Square, which uh, if you go to iTunes, we had uh, we did the podcast there one time, right? The yes, first time we, we checked it out. And I'm still waiting to load up my computer here, and I can't see anything or do I it. have everything going. Oh, good. Cool. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm in the chat room yeah, and well, everything. Stupid internet connection. It's deals. your computer. It's your stupid internet connection. You heard, a, me. Uh-uh. you heard me. And I have. Can I say one thing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I was very very surprised. It was really great. First of all, to see a good friend of mine from work. That was cool. Good. good um, Larry. Larry was that was there from work. Is that Betty's husband? No, no, that's a different Larry. This is a, um, Larry Cugini from where I hope he doesn't mind. Cugini, I gave his name. Cugini. I didn't say Kuka. Yeah, I Anyway, Kuka. he's a very nice guy. Him and his sister. That's Italian, sister. isn't it? I don't know. I don't think so. Probably Sicilian. Probably going to rub me out now. <laughs> I would. Anyway, um, no, the, the, it was really nice of him to come. His, it was a surprise to me. He had been started looking on, listening to the shows. Um, looking really? On, yeah. Must be desperate. Yep. Look, oh, that's nice looking on the websites, and he's very interested. He does some EVPs, and um, his sister brought him for his birthday. So I thought that was really nice. Really? Um, 
But uh, Carol, I was really shocked to see my mentor from when I was 16 what's a, years what's old. What's Carol? What's a Carol? Carol White, a good friend of mine. Oh, really? Uh, yep, the woman that I always talk about, that's my mentor. And I, and I have to tell you, that was something that was really interesting to me. What is that? She was, I was on floor number two, correct? Standing there like, well, the group floor came through. Two. Floor number two. Because you floor had it set up where we stood on the floors and then the groups moved around and came to us. So um, the, her group came downstairs from the third floor and she walks in and she looks at me and she goes, oh, and I said, so what would you get pick up on the third floor? She said, oh, that there's a little boy named Daniel and he was going to, uh, looking for Paul to play, to talk to Paul all the time, which is interesting because I remember picking that very same thing up when the first time we went there. So I thought that was kind of cool. Something yes. that makes you say, hmm. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, we have a Don't call. Don't whatever me. Please. I didn't talk over you. You said whatever. No, so I didn't You're talk over you. You're close enough now to get cacked in the ear or something. So anyways, what I would like to say is we have a caller. Can we bring her on, please? Maybe. Caller, are you there? <laughs> yes. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's Wonder Twin. Hey, Wonder Twin. How are you? How hey, are you? how are you doing? Good. Good. And we, we are talking to Laura Worcester. You don't mind me giving you a name, do you? That's fine. You're always, a little late now, ain't you? Always, you always spit. You don't get photo credit, so I figure at least I give you speaking credit. <laughs> yeah, she's our photographer. <laughs> she is the photographer for the, for the NVPG. So NVPG? Yep, and uh, whatever. <laughs> and also, wow. she uh, she is also employed by the Circles of Wisdom. Yes, and you got it right this time. Yeah. Right. So, Laura, you were there. What would you think of that thing last That is... That place is amazing. Isn't it rocking? Yeah, I can't, I'd love to go back again. Uh, we are going back again, aren't we? We're going back many times. Excellent. That's that's an, an amazing place. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff cooking. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And um, I, I I just like every time I, I well you know I hate to say this but there's always like a story there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's a like lot a soap of soap opera. I'm not going to say a soap opera, okay? No, I'm, I'm asking you. Uh, well, I'm just saying there's a story, if you know what I mean. There's well, a story. Okay, there's a story, but you know what? In what? in every life, there's stories all the time, and it just happens to be that some of those spirits are maybe hanging out and still living their story. That's that's the cool thing. I mean, you, you, you know, I don't know. You, you hear a lot about, uh, oh, we, we can talk about this. We've got Laura on the line. We'll talk about this a little bit after we dump her. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Oh God, Laura! <laughs> um, but anyways, Laura, I, I think you 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 are here to tell us a little bit of what's happening with uh, the Circles of Wisdom because I think you have some cool events coming up. We do. We have some really great things coming up, especially this weekend. We have our Spring Psychic Fair, and we have readers um, can get fifteen minute readings for twenty dollars. So it's quite a deal. What? <laughs> wow. 20 minute readings? No, no, fifteen minute readings. Twenty dollars. Twenty fifteen dollars. Our listeners understood that. I'm sure Laura does. Oh, I'm sure Laura. Absolutely. Our psychic fairs are very popular. Well, what kind of readings? What kind of readings are we talking about? Oh, we have psychic readings, tarot readings, astrology readings. Oh, um, Anona's going to be there. Anona. Now, Anona is a regular on the show. She's yes. the one that does all our astrology segment every month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's fabulous. And if you can get an astrology reading with her, it's awesome. Yeah. So you, you bring you, you bring your uh, birth date and your time of birth and where you were born. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Uh-huh, and there you go. Yeah, and she can read some amazing, amazing things into your birth chart. So it'd be oh, wait a minute. What? Leslie says there's no audio coming through. I don't know what the problem is here. I, we're talking to dead air? I hope not. No. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> I have another call. How many calls can I take? As many as we can get. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. Throw the other caller on, too. What the hell? <laughs> All right. So, anyways. Um, so, yeah, you're doing the 20-minute readings and I know... 15-minute readings for $20. Oh, man. 15-minute readings for $20. Yeah, and we have psychic readings, tower readings, astrology readings, and we also have a new thing we haven't offered before, and it's intuitive drawings. And those are 30-minute sessions. The prices are a little different for that, but it's... Whoa, really whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this? Intuitive drawings. Psychic, re- psychic yes. drawings? Psychic drawings. It's and who's doing that? Michelle Johnson is her name. Really? Yeah, she does some really beautiful work. We have some of her work here um, in the store at the moment. Oh. I, haven't, I haven't met Michelle yet, but um, how, I've how seen much her work. How much is this costing me if I happen to go? <laughs> um, if you uh, want a matted drawing, it's $25 for 30 minutes. <coughs> so, That's not bad. Not bad. You have your own personal piece. It's only 5 bucks more than, more than yeah. the other crappy thing. Absolutely. And you, come crap. a, and you come away with a beautiful piece of artwork that's all yours. Right. Yeah. And it, yeah, the, the work is beautiful too. We have it around here. We gotta have her on the show. That would be great. Michelle Michelle Featherweather. Fe- Michelle Johnson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Featherweather. <laughs> well, come by on Saturday and meet her and have a session with her, and then invite her on the show. Really, <laughs> Featherweather. Michelle Johnson is her name. But we also oh, at the same time we have um. We is have she a, a babe? I don't know. I haven't met her yet. I'm sure oh, she yeah, is though. Okay. <laughs> So now we have a crystal show also. It goes Friday night and also during the, uh, the psychic fair we have a crystal show. You're kidding me. Two things going on at once? Two things. Two, two, two things in one. I know. It's unbelievable. Just like the but, Wonder Twins. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really cool. But it just have, you know, anybody that is like an expert or, you know, a, a seasoned collector of crystal should come. But anybody who wants to know more about crystal should come also. So what is a crystal show? I mean, I know what a psychic reading and you go in and get the... Pretend they see you talk to somebody and they tell you what they know. But what what is the crystal thing? Oh, they, they, well, they they have tables set up and they they lay out all the crystals and they'll tell you all about the crystals. You can actually you know touch them and and see what appeals to you, what what you're um what you're attracted to. Because I think most of the time the crystal that you're most attracted to is the one you need the most. So right. And so you can kind of learn about the crystal and um and it's really it's it's just great to browse. It's a lot of fun. Huh. Yeah. It does sound pretty cool. Yeah, come on and down. <laughs> and what's the what's the hours on that place? Um, the Crystal Show Friday night is from six to nine, mm-hmm. and on Saturday, I think it's the same time as the yes, yeah, <clears> five <throat> on Saturday. The Psychic Fair runs from eleven to five. Eleven to five. Yeah, and we're also offering ten percent off everything in the store. Really? Yeah. Wow. You can shop for crystals. You can get a reading. You know, you can shop even. With a discount, awesome. Now the, the crystal show. I'm, I'm, I want to go back to that again. He's <laughs> uh, they got like lots of different rocks there, right? Yes. And um, now, how can I say this? Will they tell you like what they do and stuff, or is it just like pick your own rock? <laughs> you can ask them what what the properties are, and they'll <laughs> tell you. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, each crystal has a different thing. You know, like hematite works for your heart and stuff like that, and, mm-hmm. and the oh, other certainly. ones too. Yeah, I think it's best to just go in and just see what you're drawn to first, and then find out what those properties are. And you, almost everybody finds out, like, oh, you know, I could really use that. I know I could use that. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that's the right way to do it or not. No, I, I think it is. Well, I think it works for some things, but I, I mean, I think that you know, for instance, if you've got a problem, for instance, if you've got a house is you're getting a little bit of negative energy there, and maybe mm-hmm. the chi's not doing right, and it's not doing its job. So you you like could go in there and get some of those. I'm white... oh, sorry, you're killing me over here. <laughs> the, the scientific guy, he's listening to him. The chi's not doing a good job, and <laughs> very good, Ron. I think I'm proud of you. <laughs> Okay, sorry. You read my my eyes? (laughs) Okay. Now, for instance, back to my train of thought. So your cheese not doing doing right. You you go and you go out and you get those little energy-sucking crystals and you put them, like, in the four corners of your house or your room, depending if you have, like, one room that has bad (laughs) cheese. No, no, I just have to say to you listeners, this is according to the book of Ron. Okay. <laughs> Are you saying this is a Ronism? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just talking from experience. That's all I mean. But anyway, you can roughly, go in and get the crystal, yes. and you could actually make the chi right. So. <laughs> all I right. Well, my chi's not right. And, and, and you know what? Come but, to the come to the crystal show Saturday and ask them all about this and they'll set you straight. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Oh, that's or so if funny. you want, I could come down and, and help out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Kathy beat me from the store. I'm not sure. That's the last time. Oh, can, can I tell you about some other things that are going on? It's really cool. Oh yeah. Okay. Because I know you got to get back to work. So yeah. yeah go ahead. Unfortunately, I'm working. But um, we have an awesome intuitive person coming in. Uh, April 28th, uh, yep. it's an intu- she's a medical intuitive, Carol Ritberger. Oh, Carol um, Ritberger. Yeah. Never yeah, heard of her. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but she's um, a Hay House author and a medical intuitive, and she's going to be here. And um, it's only $30. Actually, it's um, yeah, $30 if you pay in advance. And she can tell me what the hell's wrong with me? Absolutely. She's yeah. phenomenal. She has, a, she has her own radio show, too, on Hay House Radio. That's been tried before, and they've never been successful. So Hey. If I could do it, anybody? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, that's so, only because we were joined. What? Oh my God! Because <laughs> we're in Reiki together, I right? Know. We but have, the way it sounds, we, no, <laughs> we have a spiritual umbilical cord together. Wow. Well, anyway, so she is going to. Um, she had a near uh, near death experience, and this sort of changed her um, vision in a way. Yeah, who hasn't? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> it sounds familiar, doesn't it, Ron? Yeah. <laughs> but she's um she's going to talk about she's she can't do readings for everybody, but she's going to talk about um how energy shifts affect your body, and she'll also um, do some individual questions. But she's she's an amazing person. And what is that? This is when is that? Yeah, when? When April twenty eighth. Take the blonde gonna, out of your ears. It. <laughs> oh. Um. It's a Tuesday evening. It's from 7 to 9.30, and it's here um, just down the street from the store in Andover. Mm-hmm. So, and wow, that's out, awesome. Yeah, you can find out more about it at circlesofwisdom.com. Yeah, go to the website. You can mm-hmm. see lots. It's really cool. Circles of Wisdom. Oh, and i gotta, I got to do a good a good shout-out to, um, at the end, uh, let's see, the week before that, April 21st, I think it was. It's a Tuesday. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge charity event going on up in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. This um, would be John Holland. John Holland. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, talking to dead animals or something. Uh, oh, stop what? it. What? Didn't he say? It's helping with homeless animals. Homeless and, animals. Yeah, he's donating every penny to um, the homeless animals. So it's a great cause, and I think everybody should turn out. It's going to be great. We're going to be um, actually um, at the bookstore there. We're going to be selling his books there, so yeah. I'll be there. And I think everybody should go and support him because he's, he's putting everything into this and he's donating everything that comes in to um, all that would, the proceeds. That would be a good, good oh, event. Nice. That would be a good event for Stacy because she's one of those uh, animal lovers. What, we're not? I, I heard know. that. <laughs> oh, sounds like Stacy. <laughs> Hi, Stacy. Hi, you guys. How are you? Hi, all right. Stacey. So, anyways, yes, Hello. I know I've met John Holland and, and he's a great guy and, and it's a yeah. great event and it's a great cause. Yep. So I would uh, ask everybody to, you know, take a look at their schedule, and, and if they got the time, hey, go out there and contribute to the cause, because it's all good. Yeah, it's a great evening. It really is. So. All right. Well, Wanda Twin, thank you so much for calling in, and uh, we appreciate it. And, well, thank uh, you for having me on. You know, peace good. and light. You oh, can. my God. I'm Namaste. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye, Bye Laura. Bye-bye. Bye, Laura. Okay. Well, wow, I feel cool. like I woke, woke up like on the wrong side of the Why? life. I don't know. Peace and light, and, and listen. Wow, <laughs> you're just you're rocking and all the paranormal and all the spiritual stuff, huh? You're rolling me over to the back. I side. think so. <laughs> you know, you don't know what's in this cup I'm drinking, I'm but wondering. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. Anyways, the number here is eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine, or join us live in the Togai chat room. So there you go. Yeah. And we want to welcome uh, Blonde Forever. Woohoo! <laughs> Blonde Forever. In the chat room. Hi, Blonde. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway. Hi, Blonde Forever. Speaking about <laughs> not Blonde Forever, Blonde in a Bottle. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you on the line. Stacey, what a great, what what a great segue. Treat you like that? <laughs> I, I'm speechless, Maureen. It's I mean, the, yeah, he's wait, the wait, only wait, one wait. that can do that to me. Ow! You know, I need to get one of those bongs. You know how it used to be the gong show? <laughs> That's a bong? Is that a bong? <laughs> Whole nother show, Maureen. <laughs> oh, my God. Whole nother show. show. This is, wait a minute. This has got to be, you know, it must be April Fool's Day. That's what it is. Oh, it is. What? I think we actually have something coming in from overseas, too. I think we have a a broadcast thing that's going to be done. Uh, Mr. Producer, are you there? Yeah. Okay, you want to play that piece? You want to hold a minute, Stacey? We, we've got our correspondent from the uh, G20 uh, conference. Uh, okay, bring this in, please. Hello, this is Cedric Pugh here from the BBC. We're in Bowen, London, outside the old chippy. And unfortunately, last night, Jerry flew over and gave the chippy a real pounding. We found Mrs. Smith outside what's left of her terrace at number 36, and she had this to say. You can bum our chip shop, Adolf, but you're not having our tea. Tea will revive you. There we are. This is Cedric Pugh here for the BBC. Good night and stay safe. Wow. What in God's <laughs> name was that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what was that? Oh, my God. Way. You know what? That must have been a BBC broadcast from World War II, and we actually picked it up in the Frank's box that we have here on the table. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Wow. That is simply amazing. That's all I can say. I am stunned. Anyway, back uh, to Stacey. Yeah, whatever. 
Okay, Stacey. So that was very random. Uh, you you were here uh, with us also on that Friday night at the Inn on Washington Square, which is perhaps one of the most interesting haunted places around. Um, what, what was your impressions of the night? What what did you experience personally? What did the people in your groups feel? And you know what's going on around there? Well, first of all, it's a beautiful inn. Uh, I, Ron, I've walked in that area of Salem for the past 20 years, and I've never even noticed that building. It's so pretty. But uh, they did such a beautiful job renovating almost back to period, and all the antiques in there were gorgeous. And if anyone gets a chance, they should try to stay there for a night. It was great. The um, Our group, I actually had a lot of experiences that night, Ron, the most I've had in a long time. Really? As you know, I... Uh, we're I, talking paranormal, right? Paranormal, yes, yes, paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of paranormal. Ordinarily, I mean, you know that I'm the type of person, I'm very outgoing, um, always in a good mood. It's, nothing really gets to me. I don't let a lot of things bother me. But the second I walked in that house that night, I felt, I don't want to say a heaviness in my chest, but I felt nervous. And I kept, like, you know, sometimes if you're going to a new place or you're worried about something, you have that little bit of tiny bit of anxiety that nags at the back of your head. I kept trying to figure out, I'm like, what is bothering? This is so unlike me. But I kept feeling it, like panicky. And that's when I came over to you and I said, listen, something's going on. I figured out it was the house. Really? Now, I want, I want you to know something, though. According to our book, every chapter of Maureen feels nervous. <laughs> I'm apprehensive and nervous. No, you know what? I remember upstairs picking up something with, uh, you know, John, right? The, mm-hmm. Really? The spirit John. Was it yes. No. Um, but it, it actually, you know, what I was picking up, though, it was even when we went there, Ron and I went there the first time, and we interviewed the owners, and we interviewed Robin, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was like, it was like I couldn't stop. Putting my, I, I don't remember everything, but I remember feeling anxious and like, you know, I had yeah. my hands like touching my arms, like it was time. Everything was bothering me. Everything had to be perfect. And, and the whole thing is when we went up on that second floor and we started, I picked up John the other night, mm-hmm. it was as if I was feeling like this anxiety attack that he almost, when he was alive, he was, you know, they didn't, I don't think they diagnosed a lot right. of those types of things. And I right. think he had some kind of like anxiety disorder. It could be, Mari, because I was, I mean, I, again, I don't pick up on things as, as strongly as you do, but I did have that overwhelming sense that night that I was just nervous. And, I, I mean, really, I speak in, in front of groups of people that, you know, a, a lot, and I never get nervous. It's never, they, they have to tell me to be quiet, you know. It's not like something that ever bothers me. <laughs> I never noticed I just, that. I know you didn't. But I just, it was, it was really odd for me. And what I kept finding myself doing all night, and I think I said this to you, Ron, I may have said it to Susie and Jim as well, I kept having these gestures. I don't, I mean, I talk with my hands. I'm Italian, yes. But there's particular gestures that I have, if you know me. You know, I wave my hands. There's certain things that I do. I kept feeling compelled to touch the side of my face, almost like to put my, my index finger over my mouth. I, I never quiet myself. It was just weird. It was almost like I was trying to smoke a pipe. or It was really, really weird. I've never had that happen to me. So it was almost like when I talked to Robin afterwards, she told me that that was, you, you may be picking up on, you know, some of the gestures that he had when he was alive. And I don't know if it was just the energy that night or everybody was so great, but I was really feeling a flow that night of, of similar circumstances. Right. It was crazy. And I know Leslie from the chat room uh, also went there, and uh, if she wants to call on at 877 
646-464-4869. She can join in the conversation as well. But, yeah, it was pretty weird there. Uh, uh, there was a lot going on, and we, we were talking about it just before Laura so rudely interrupted us. She <laughs> didn't interrupt us. How dare you? But, anyways, uh, I, I'm, I, we were thinking about, you know, a soap opera risk. I mean, I think that was your word, but there's a lot of stuff that's, that's really going on in there. That There's a lot of underlying currents that... Uh, the, you know, I mean, you look at so many of these, these ghost shows, for instance, that are on TV, and they kind of like just touch, well, show me, I want to see the picture, I want to see this, or the, you know, they don't really delve into, you know, what's the emotion, what, yeah, what's, that, you know? What's the problem right. with the spirits? I mean, what, what's pissing them off? What's, why are they there? Or, or what's making them happy? You know, yeah. so it was kind of neat to get this feedback on a place. We, I think we really touched on a lot of things that night, Ron, especially towards the end of the night, and I don't know if this is something you want to share when we were doing the glass divination at the end. Oh, God, you can talk about that because I have a little story to go mm. with that. Okay. Well, we, we you know, had a group. It was kind of towards the end of the night. It was about 1130, right? Right. And we had come in contact with the spirit of what we thought was maybe a young girl, about 17 to 19, Ron. Mm-hmm. And we were just trying to get to the bottom. She would only come out at certain spots. She came out when there was a lot of women in the room. Right? And she felt very comfortable with all of us. So we started to ask Hey, wait a minute. I was there. I know, but we, I guess you're just. Feminine <laughs> well, nature. Well, anyway. Yeah. What are you trying to say, Stacey? <laughs> Feminine and nature. Just a nice Feminine and nature. Nice yeah. I'm looking down my pants and I. Oh, come on. You sit next to me. None of that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but no, no it, She was attached to you. Uh, Ron, I felt that she felt comfortable to talk because you were facilitating that. So you were kind of directing everybody. But there was one point where we started to talk and we were kind of get, getting to the bottom of something. Um, I don't know if you want to elaborate more on that. Because no, I was, keep going. She, there was a young girl and we were trying to figure out there was something. She wouldn't come around because there was another spirit in there that was trying to stop her. And we John. think that John, right. Did you think it was John? Yeah. Right. But she, in no uncertain terms, said that she needed our help. Exactly. And... Right. That was something that I think that's part two, maybe. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, here's what happened on the table is that uh, we were doing glass rolling, asking questions and so forth, and it, it got kind of quiet. You know, you run out of questions at times. So, finally, I said, well, do you have a question for any of us? And it gave us a big yes. So, then... That was pretty dumb because it was like, you know, 20 people in the room. <laughs> well, not that many, but there was a bunch. So what we did is we went through everybody's name and the place. And they said, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so we ran out of names, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know who it was after we were all done. I says, somebody said, well, what about you, Ron? Did you have a question for Ron? And then the, 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 the uh, glass, is that the one that shot right into my lap? It shot well, I I thought that it went right through you. Well, that's that's another story. That's uh, <laughs> another part of it. But the the yeah. the, uh, the glass came right to me. Oh and yeah, right. So right we started asking table. questions. Right. We started asking questions, and and basically, she was asking for our help mm-hmm. because uh, the this guy character John that was there was antagonizing her. Right, or abused her. Uh, maybe not in maybe not only in the physical world, but also in the spiritual world. So it got really weird. Uh, So basically, and then with this, oh, we have to take a break. 
Oh, so anyways, to make it really quick, uh, we, the, uh, yeah, that was really quick. You want to come back? Yeah. We, all right, we'll have to come back. <laughs> we'll be right back after the following messages on Ghost Chronicles Live. They flourish on a secluded farm 3,500 feet above sea level in Hinoteca, Nicaragua. These coffee beans grow in the shade of hardwood trees and banana plants, thriving in the rich organic soil. Shade-grown coffee grown at higher elevation has a better quality. There are two benefits, a slower growing cycle for the plants that allows time for the sugars in the bean to mature, and the natural composting from the nitrogen-producing canopy. And now you can order this international gourmet coffee online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com. Order 12-ounce and 16-ounce bags or save with a discounted price by ordering in large quantities. Three different coffee beans available, Arabica, Marigold Gaipe, and Green Oro. Prepare to enjoy the richness and the soothing flavor of some of the best-tasting coffee in the world. Order online at NicaraguasBestCoffee.com and enjoy Central American flavor, aroma, and richness of Nicaragua's Best Coffee. The vault is open. You're listening to The Haunted Headlines, your source for the stories making waves in the paranormal news. Sponsored by GhostVillage.com at www.GhostVillage.com backslash news. Good evening, I'm Chris Balzano and you're listening to The Haunted Headlines, Ghost Village's weekly journey around the paranormal newswire to bring you the biggest stories affecting the ghost community. And the results are in. A picture of an unknown figure lounging from a balcony high in Townsend Castle in North Berwick, Scotland, has won a contest started by psychologist Robert Richard Wiseman that we reported only a few weeks ago. Richard Atchison, the man who took the picture in May of 2008, said he noticed nothing until he looked at it when he got home. It seems most of the photos were a disappointment in the contest to researchers, but there were a few diamonds in the sand that might help to offer proof of the existence of ghosts. This and others will be shown and discussed at the Edinburgh International Science Festival later this year. A less compelling image was captured at 22 Norwood Street in Toowoomba, Australia by the popular search feature Google Street View. Google Street offers snapshots of places when the addresses are typed in. But according to the Toowoomba Chronicle, this one captured a ghostly figure leaning against a pillar on the front steps. The image is hardly conclusive, but the owners say there's actually ghosts reported inside the house on that side. You can judge both pictures for yourself at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. A new road looks to cut straight through a local legend. The Nebraska City News Press is reporting plans are underway to construct a roadway to connect the Omaha Public Power District to the rest of the area. But the path weaves through an area known as the Haunted Hills of the Seven Sisters. The legend tells of a man who hung his seven sisters on each of the seven hills there. And now people report stalled cars, unexplained screaming, and odd lights along the dirt road, where now only four of the hills can be seen. There are other issues with the location construction will not start until the logistics and the potential community response can be dealt with. And lastly, leave it to Massachusetts. It may be the first modern reference to ghosts in a town record, 
but Middleborough, Massachusetts, will reference an investigation by the Enfield Paranormal Society in their report due later this year. The team went in, as reported by Ghost Village, more than a year ago. But the amazing thing is that the town will actually acknowledge their findings in the report. According to the Enterprise News, the report will state, quote, Spirits exist within the walls. There is some anger and debate over keeping the lines in the report, and authorities want to be sure people understand it is only a rough draft at this time. Well, that's the news for this week. Stay tuned next week when we'll bring you more of the ghostly happenings all across the world. Until then, you can check out these stories and more at Ghost Village's website, www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. Thank you for listening. I'm Chris Balzano, and that's what's haunting me. We're back. We are back. You're listening to the Ghost Chronicles Live on Net. I am Ron Cohen. She is Maureen Wood. And boy, that was quite the night. So anyways, uh, before I go too far, I want to get a little bit back into that. So basically, we were doing glass swirling. Uh, and uh, Oh, anyways, the no- number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. Or join us live in the Togi chat room, or Togi chat room, whatever the hell it is. Anyways, uh, yeah, so anyways, uh, we, we ran out of questions, so we asked if they had a question that did and ended up wanting to talk to me. So um, it was asking for our help, Maureen. Yeah. And uh, it was basically it was afraid of John, and it wanted John to be gone. Hmm. So not wanting to get involved in something middle, uh, that's something we really have to look at and talk to the owners and everything else before we stick our little pause in it. Right. But anyways, uh, as it turns out, it seems that John showed up. And then um, I could feel like the spirit just slammed me, and I went flying backwards. Mm. Uh, isn't that correct, Stacey? Yes. I, I almost, like, I felt the energy from, it was like she was trying to exit, but she went right through you, and I got nervous because it was right through your heart center. And you moved back, and I thought, oh, great. Well, thank it. Recently, I was just recertified in CPR, so just so everybody knows that. <laughs> in no, case we have an incident on an investigation. We get to do mouth to mouth? Anyway, like I, I was saying. Why don't we think the, that, Stacey? <laughs> the energy went through you. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't have to. <laughs> so I didn't, but, yeah, it was like you, you moved back, and you had to take a second to collect yourself. And, so, yeah. And, Maureen, actually, you can you want to explain what happened the following day. Uh, when you came over. Mm-hmm. So Ron came over and, uh, you know, explained to me, well, he said, remember what happened when, you know, I told you about the glass divination or glass swirling, and then I got pushed back, and then he showed me that he's got this big bruise of welt on his stomach. <gasps> you did not. You didn't I tell did. me that. <gasps> I did. Well, I didn't know it the next day, silly dilly. Right. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's pretty weird. Weird stuff. <gasps> So, anyways, it, yeah. it, it was a cool place. And, actually, we have someone else on the line now who also was there. Hello, Carl, are you there? Hello. Hello. And Ron? Who, yes. Happy who, New Year. And who are we talking to? This is Carol. Hey, Carol. I'm well. How are you doing? I'm fine. Were you surprised to see me Friday night? I was very surprised, and it was a good surprise. Why don't we identify... Uh, um. Well, actually, I was talking a little bit about Carol at the beginning of the show, saying that my mentor showed up there. Um, 
when I was 16 years old, I think I was around 16, 17, um, I had, you know, had had experiences for years and, you know, had some really crazy things happen to me and I had told a friend of mine and uh, they lived next to Carol and were friends, you know, with Carol and knew how to get me some help and, you know, they hooked us up. You know, and Carol, who, uh, you know, she can say a little bit about her background, but basically she took me under her wing and, and helped me to nurture my gifts and understand how to use them and not be afraid of them. And, and I just have to say, I, was, I don't know, were you listening to the show earlier? I was listening. I got in about, oh, maybe 10 past. I didn't hear that part, though. Okay. <laughs> I, I was saying I thought it was very interesting is when you had come downstairs to the second floor after being on the third floor, um, you basically said you picked up on Daniel and mm-hmm. and um, you mentioned about Paul, you know, that Daniel wanted to play with Paul, and that was the exact, you know, something that I had picked up when I had been there the first time. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, right, and, and the room that John used to smoke his pipe in, you could go into that room, you could smell the pipe ooh, smoke in what, that room. That's what Stacy was talking about. Now, Stacy, do you want to hang on with us? Or, or? Sure, absolutely. Okay, fine, okay. Yeah, right. you know, now it's funny, earlier... Stacy was telling us that she almost wanted to smoke a pipe or something, Carol. Isn't that, that kind of fits with the, what you're telling us now? The second that I ro- walked into that room, I found the house very interesting anyway, because when you go to Salem and you look at the houses that are in Salem, they're all decorated in the 1800s. And this house, this inn was entirely different. This inn went from generation to generation to generation. I mean, you saw pictures from the 1800s. You saw... I. Love Lucy, you know, dolls and different things like that. You know, I mean, you saw uh, The Wizard of Oz. So everything was different. I mean, and you walked into this room, and um, on the couch they had, like, an I Love Lucy blanket over the couch. They had a widescreen, brand-new TV. But as soon as you walked in the room, you could smell this pipe tobacco, right? And, I mean, some people who have never smelled pipe tobacco, I mean, could smell something, but they didn't recognize what it was. But you definitely, if you knew it, you definitely smelled pipe tobacco. And I asked the girl that was with us, Robin, mm-hmm. if anybody smoked in the house. She said, nobody smokes in the house. And she said, but he used to smoke a pipe, and he used to smoke it in this room. Oh, wow. Mm. Right. And there was no. another thing, too, on the second floor, because when I was on the third floor in the bedroom and stuff like that, I kept telling them that I kept seeing this angel, right? And it was like somebody was eyes was looking right at me. When you go down to the second floor, if, if you remember, in, there's a little cubby hole, hole there, and there's a couple of dolls on a dresser. One of the dolls is looking directly out into the, the area where the walkway is, where the stairs and stuff is, directly at you. That doll has a little angel in her arm. Oh, wow. Wow. Ooh, wow. Right, and I think, and that's the angel that I think that I saw when I was doing it. Then, um, you were talking about when you did the glass with one of the other groups, right? All right, and and she saw a girl who was like about seventeen or something. Remember when we did the glass with me, and we saw the girl who was only like eight years old, right? You got a little girl that was an orphan, I believe. Right, little girl who was an orphan, right, and uh. It was really strange because I kept saying, I think that she was in a fire, all right? Yeah. Well, it, end, it ended up, we found out, like, that she was in a fire. She wasn't from the house. I think what happened was she was someone out in the common 
Because we asked if she was from Massachusetts, we asked right. if she was from Salem, she says no, and then we try to figure out afterwards that she was from the common. And people used to come from from Maine and from Vermont and New York and bring their goods there to the common. So something happened, but what was really, really strange was like there was myself and and two other women and there was one guy there that had our finger on the glass. Right. And she was moving very, very slowly when the guy had his finger on the glass. And he kind of like dropped his finger off, and the glass started moving more. And then you really? put your finger on the glass, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we found out that because we, we could feel our chests really, you know, clogged up, and our noses were oh. clogged up, mm-hmm. and our eyes were watering, right? And I said, no, I think you guys from pneumonia, from something, right? It seems that she was in the fire, but they got her out, and then she died from pneumonia afterwards. But the right. guy who dropped his finger, mm-hmm. which he didn't care for, happened to be a firefighter. He was a firefighter. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. How bizarre is that? Wow. That was, I remember that, yeah. Coincidence? Yeah. I think not. <laughs> wow. Now, now, Carol, I, I know we were talking about this, but I, I, I we get only too much, but, yeah, we get some time. Okay, but... Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background and, and uh, you know, how you, uh, well, we want to say that's the end of the show and continue with this? Up to you. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, let's continue with the end, and then we'll switch over to talk a little bit about you and Maureen when you were uh, both younger. All right. When okay. we were both younger. Yeah. That's what's but anyways, we, we were both. We were much younger. Everybody was younger. <laughs> anyways, uh, one of the things, too, is we when we did the glass swirling, there was actually one group that we all took our hands off the uh, glass, and the glass still moved, which was kind of cool. Now, that is cool. I wonder, Now, I was, well, we were hoping that you had that on film, but everybody was in the way, they said, so they were, probably weren't able to get it. I don't know, because nobody was using a camcorder, uh-huh. but it was pretty cool. I think Jim was there. I think it was Jim's group. But, uh, yeah, all in all, it was a fantastic night. Uh, I mean, you you picked up on a lot of things. You picked up on the... Uh, Daniel, I believe it was, right? The little mm-hmm. boy. The little yeah. boy, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. the little girl. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, you've dealt with spirits all your life, so is it easy for you to recognize them versus, uh, I know, for instance, Leslie was there. Now, Leslie is fairly new to the paranormal, and she had a ton of paranormal experience. She In did. fact, she almost felt like she was sharing a body with someone she was telling us. Yeah, she was saying that she, she was... Her features were turning gaunt, like she was feeling like her facial features, and yeah, she started getting that. anxiety again. Does that sound familiar, Stacey? Yes, yes, She absolutely. said that she was having this anxiety feeling, and she was getting, like, very frustrated, and, mm. um, yeah, so I think that that was John was a very strong you know, presence there. Very um, strong, yeah. So everybody thinks this strong, uh, John spirit is perhaps the prevalent spirit of the house? I would think so. Yeah. Me too. I mean, he, I was just, the, he was the master of the house, and in those days, the master was the master. I mean, everyone else came below him. Right. Mm. Well, well, let me ask you this, Carol, because you've been dealing with the paranormal for, and spirits for for many, many years. Um, you find that even in the afterlife, if you have a dominant spirit like John, and say you have other spirits from not necessarily his era, but from other eras, is he's still a master over those spirits as well in, in, in a, uh, uh, a grounded situation? In his own area. Yeah. He wouldn't go into someone else's area. And the, you have to understand, too, that there are different types. There are spirits who come. A spirit will come and go. 
Right. We like right? To call, I like to call them street ghosts, but that's fine. Right. Well, no. I mean, a spirit will come and go up above into whether or not it's he- heaven. Oh, oh, oh or I see what you mean. Right. They in, come, in visitation. Right? In visitation. Right. Yeah, okay. And they can I, yeah. come and go as they please. A ghost right. is bound to the area that it's at or it's bound to a person. Right. Well, let me ask you, you just used the word ghost. Now, I know Marmee absolutely hates the word ghost. I mean, we, we've had many little tickles over it. Um, so you're comfortable using the word ghost? Oh, I'm very comfortable using the word ghost. I used to have three of them in my cellar. So those are spirits that are bonded to are, an area? They are, right. They're spirits that some of them don't even know that they've died, and some do die but do not want to move on. Uh-huh. Right? Right. Um, your regular spirit just comes and goes and, you know, wants to be there, but can come and go as they please. Now, I still have a spirit in my house who is the mother of a handicapped girl who oh. lived in this house years and years and years ago. Right. And we allowed her to stay in the house. Right? That all of the spirits were very friendly, and I have a handicapped son, and they loved my son, and they would come up from the stairs from down cellar, and two of them would even come and visit him and sit in his room and talk to him. All right? Yeah. And, um, but the woman who was the daughter of a handicapped girl from this 1800 era, right, in Lowell, right, uh, she wanted to stay because she said she wanted she would stay in the house as long as my son was in the house because she wanted to protect him. Oh, wow. The other three... The other three wanted to move on. They just didn't know that they were supposed to move on. Hmm. And the specific person who was with me at the time, I don't know if I can mention his name or not. You can do whatever you want. It's free. Oh, okay. Free year. Was, was Dr. Kevin Emery. Oh, okay. Right? You know, he had come to the house, and he was the one who released the spirits. He was down in my cellar, and he also came up and talked, you know, to my son, Right, because my yeah. dad doesn't talk, but he could talk, you know, telepathy to my son. Right, right, right. You know, but, but that's, and they they have moved on, and you can really feel the difference in the house. And my cats feel the difference in the house, because I have three cats. You do. And three familiars? Pardon me? Three familiars? <laughs> uh, actually, yes. The one would be my husband, and two are mine. One, one sleeps with me, and the other one pops in and out when he wants to, but the female... <laughs> comes in and just sleeps right next to me, mm-hmm. right? And their kitty litter boxes are in the cellar. And they had no problems with the ghost at all. But at times when we moved in here, we had two dogs. The dogs would not go anywhere near the hall when the door was open. They would deliberately go all the way around the house to mm-hmm. avoid that door. And when the ghost would come upstairs, the cats, wherever they were, would stop what they were doing and they would direct look right at the cellar door, and you would know that one of the ghosts was coming upstairs. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Now, well, let me ask you this, uh, Carolyn. You, you live in Lowell, right? Yes. Can you tell me what section, not the street or anything, but what section of Lowell? The Lower Highland. Lower Highland. That's not the Bel- Belvedere right section, right? No, that's on the other side. Uh, that's off of Plain Street. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know where that is. Yep, yeah, okay. Because right. yeah. I, I just you... thought it was odd because I just got a, a phone call, an anonymous phone call about this woman who told me about all this 
uh, paranormal activity and hauntings going in the upper Belvedere's and the mansions and all the stuff that was going on. So I just, I don't know, I just thought it was a, a wild stab that uh, there might be a relationship. I can imagine something going on up there because those houses are very, very old. Right. The house that I live in, um, it used to be, I guess, an old farmhouse at one time. And what happened was uh, it burnt down. Uh-huh. And... Um, the body of one of the ghosts who had already been dead beforehand was in the cellar. And then the father of the handicapped daughter and the daughter were in the house. And the mother had died from the cholera right. a long time ago. She's the spirit who still comes back and forth. And a brother had died from the cholera, right? Um, but um, he was not in the house, right? But... When the fire started, the girl, of course, couldn't do anything, and the fa- the father was unconscious, I guess, at the time, right? And um, mm. so they died in the fire. But what happened was maybe 10 years later, they rebuilt this house because a developer came in and did the houses. And, the, and my house is like 90 years old, right? But they came in and redid the house, but they did it on the same foundation that was there. Oh, originally. yeah, yeah. So where they were, the things had fallen into the cellar, that's where the ghosts were, in the cellar. Oh, that makes sense. Mm. Mm. Now, Carol, why don't you, so our listeners know, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Well, um, my son was in a car accident um, in October of, let's see, 1975 going on 76. He was almost two years old. And I was going to Northern Essex College to take psychology at the time. And what happened was one of the courses that they actually offered, not at Northern Essex, but that was up on the the board, was um, witchcraft for a science class. Mm -hmm. All right. Not a religious class. It was a science class. And I decided I was going to take that class because of Allie, and I wanted to do some healings and stuff with Allie, right? So I ended up taking a class with Lori Cabot in Salem at her store, which is now her daughter Penny's store, because they had a little falling out, and she's got Penny's store, and Lori has another store now out on Derby Wharf, Derby Wharf, right? Yeah. Um, But um, I was in her second class, and and a member of the Council of Ice, right? And then I was there when my friend, who was across the street from me, and her son, who went to school with Maureen, who was friendly with Maureen, had brought Maureen over because Maureen was had these questions about different things. And so I just, you know, tried to answer her questions for her, and uh, Maureen really just took to everything right away. Uh, I mean, because she, she just didn't understand what her body was going through, and especially with a teenager. Your body goes through a lot of changes. And she had had this for quite a while, but she just didn't have anybody that she could actually talk to about it. So once she started talking about it, then she started seeing things. I mean, we used to take and put a great big piece of paper in front of Maureen, right? And she would just, you know, I mean somebody who had passed away would be talking to her, and she would just be writing on this paper, 
You remember that? Oh, I do. Many times. Really? Yeah, yeah with the automatic <laughs> writing. Oh, yeah. Nobody. Oh, yeah. I mean, she would just be writing away, you know. Yeah, we had uh, a lot of, um, you know, started doing those uh, seances and... Yeah, it was it was a busy night at the uh, the Apis homes. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, the one of the, one of her daughters um, had a ghost in her house, spirit in her house, and what we did was we went over to her to Linda's house and asked the spirit to come to us and ask us what he was there for, and what happened was like. In her bedroom, she had a rocking chair, and the rocking chair started rocking back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like there was a fireplace there, and what had happened was there was another fire years and years and years ago, right? And the man's wife had passed away in the fire, and then the man died after that. But he was there still in the house, right, like watching over the house. And what he was doing, he was trying to tell Linda to be careful. Well, Linda ended up moving out of the house. And a month and a half later, there was a fire in that bedroom in the house. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So, so it was a very active time in those years. So and, you what, know? what color was Maureen's hair back when oh, she was Oh, stop it. Child? It was Ron. Oh, Ron. <laughs> it was light. <laughs> light. Yeah. Okay. It was light. And what color was the oh. skin there? <gasps> Same color it is. <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? Why skin color change? Right. Yeah, no kidding. What? My flavor of friends is going to change pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, you know, when I knew her, you know, but I mean, um, I'm Maureen's uh, nephew's godmother now. Maureen's yes. Nephew's yeah. Godmother. Yes. That's very strange. like a blood relative or something. No, it's just that it's, it's very interesting how uh, the world is very small. Yeah. You know? Yeah, huh, that is and that fun. was at that was way way after, after. The time that I had met Maureen. Yeah, way after. We're talking God, yeah, twenty five years. Oh yeah, twenty out. Oh, well, actually, twenty one. He's twenty one now. Yep, so twenty one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's amazing I, how you attract what you need, though, Maureen. I yep, was thinking I know. that when you were, when you were talking, like you really needed someone at that point, and yeah, there she got was. Me now, how do you explain that? Anyway. Carol, it's so nice to talk to you. Oh, it was nice talking to you, too. And I'm going to check over that schedule of some other things that you're planning on doing. And I have uh, a couple of friends of mine who are also interested in going along with me. Oh, that'd be great. Really? But you never know when you might just see me pop in. Awesome. Pop in. Uh, (laughs) Wait a minute. Do you do do astral projection? I, I, I have. Well, why don't you just stay home and do aspirin protect yourself there and you'll save yourself a couple bucks. What is <laughs> <Yeah>. crazy? <laughs> and then you would be feeling me in the room. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the hell's another one? What, what difference does it make? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyways, Maureen, do you, uh, do you want to bring up anything else before we say goodbye to our good friend Carol? Um, no, I just, again, just want to say it was great seeing you the other night. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and okay. it's you know, we've been meaning to get together for a long time, and it's just been very busy. So, hmm. and you do know why I wish you a happy New Year? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. I believe. Yes. Right, All because right. because the Jewish New Year starts shortly. No. No. Is it Satan? 
No. That, it, it's that, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's coming to me. It's, uh, what's that other witchy call? April 1st. Yeah. April 1st. According to the Julian calendar, this was the start of the new year. Right, right. And, but, and what happened was when the Gregorian calendar took over, right, a lot of the farmers did not realize this, that they were changing the new year to January 1st. And so when April 1st came along, they started celebrating the time that they started planting their seeds and the green man would come out from the earth, right? And, you know, that was the, the whole New Year thing. So they were celebrating the New Year. And, of course, the, the people who knew about the change called them fools. So it ended up that they were April fools. Wow. That's fascinating. Deep. That is yeah. fascinating. Yeah. You didn't know that, Ron. I did not know that. That is so awesome. I wish I had known that. I would have talked about it at work today. Yeah. I was huh. dealing with a lot of fools. <laughs> well, Carol, we have to say goodbye to you. Thank you right. so much for tuning Thanks, Carol. Calling in. Bye, Carol. Peace and light. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, bye right. Carol. Bless it be. Bye. Bye-bye. Bless it be. Anyways. Uh, wow, you're just on a roll tonight. Yeah, Stacy, uh, <laughs> we're going to have to say goodbye to you too, kid. Yes, dear. Okay. Good so night, you guys. Ha- you have a good night. Thanks. You too. Call me Stacy. Yes, I will. Remember, souls used to be, I mean, spirits used to be people too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay. So anyways, oh. I have a couple of things I want to talk about. First of all, on uh, Ghost Chronicles International on Tuesday at 3 o'clock, we have Mr. David Wells on the air, so that'll be kind of fun. Ooh. Yep, I'm looking I forward. Have, I'm working again. This is ridiculous. You work every Tuesday. I work every day. This is ridiculous. I think I need to quit. <laughs> you'll get no argument here. Damn. Go ask my carry, husband. I don't carry think the load all the time. Damn. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, David Wells will be on. And then also, um, we started the uh, Dining with the Dead series uh, at the Wyndham Restaurant again, which is pretty cool. It's uh, We added another uh, um, entry to the menu. You, there's uh, the baked squad, the chicken bianco, and now steak tips. So it's kind of cool. Cool. And uh, for $39, one price, you get your, your, your choice of uh, meal. And uh, we have a speaker. Uh, this month will be Jeremy Dietremont from uh, the uh, Lighthouse Association. He's a historian for the Lighthouse, and uh, he's going to talk about Haunted Lighthouse, and actually I, I will also be talking with him. And then I believe next month we have uh, da- Thomas D'Agostino, who wrote uh, Haunted New Hampshire, Haunted Massachusetts, Haunted Rhode Island, uh, abandoned villages, pirates, and other crappy things, and, <gasps> and so he'll be on. And then we have Roxy Zwicker and uh, June, and then we have Richard Felix and Jeff Belanger will be doing it. So, and then you and I will be doing it in September when our new book comes out. That's right, we will be. So that'll be kind of exciting. That's at the uh, the thing, and uh, well, you know, if uh, you go to our website, you'll see. And also, we have the new. Uh, the cruise and cocktail party with uh, Richard Felix up there as well. So a lot of cool things. And we might be doing something in Gettysburg as well. So that's all coming up. But anyways, anything you want to add as we uh, run out of time? No, I just want to say that, Leslie, you should have called in. You have so much great information from your experiences that maybe next time she well, can get the call. What did she say? Uh, the absolute best thing at the ghost hunt was that I was pretty excited that to get validation. Um, basically, she picked up that the woman died, had pneumonia. And the little she picked up on the little boy, and it was very exciting. So next time she has to call in. I thought it was exciting because she was working with me. Yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah. Leslie, it was amazing seeing you too. Yeah, and we Everyone. want to welcome Blondie. 